Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, brought to you by the parent company, Grow Program. Grow Program helps agents utilize online tools to help market and brand their agency online. Find out more information at www.growprogram.com. Also remember, we have a very strict antitrust and comments policy. You can find those policies online at agentsinfluence.com. Now let your voice be the sound of your feet upon the ground. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass once again with the Agents Influence Podcast. And uh, we're kicking off the month of May with uh, part two of technology. The first month in uh, in April, we did technology and operations and procedures and workflows in the agency. And this month, we're going to talk about technology when it comes to marketing and branding and and a little bit of communicating with our uh, communication, I should say, with our customers and our clients and our prospects. So we're going to do it like we do it uh, every month. And we're going to start this podcast just by bringing out the topic. And uh, I've got on uh, our sidekicks and our partners of this. We've actually got the full team this this month, which we're really excited about. We've got also on the line Brian Appleton. So he's here with us uh, from the great state of Iowa. And then we've also got our other partner that uh, first time joining us, and we're happy, uh, the director of marketing of the Murray Insurance Group, Ryan Hanley. Now, I know everybody out there is like, dang, Ryan's on the call. That's right. I know. I know. That's just how it is. That's how Brian and I roll. We only bring on the good ones. So uh, as you guys know, Agents Influence is a way that we spread people's voice, get the voice out there, let people be heard. Uh, we're part of the grow, the parent company is Grow, which uh, Ryan and uh, Brian, we're all uh, us three make up the Grow team. So we're happy and we're excited about what's going on. So you guys want to just start out by saying hi, what's up, Brian, you got anything to say? Hey man, good to do another one, happy to be here. Yeah, Ryan, you row? For purposes of keeping square, call me Hanley, and then that way Brian and Ryan don't get confused <laughs> while you're talking. Yeah, that's that's right. To all the listeners out there, you ought to be trying to be me, trying to talk to these guys and Ryan and Brian. But you're right. I'll go with Hanley. That's that's a good call, Ryan. We ought to do that from rather. That's what most people call me, anyways. That's good. And Ryan calls me Jay, so it's just it's just that thing, you know. It's that thing. He's got this one syllable thing. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, anyways, we're gonna get right into this, and uh, we had a fantastic month. We had the podcast and we had the uh, the um, broadcast. want to let you know that we're going to be delivering podcasts every month this Tuesday, every Tuesday of this month. And then we're going to be having the, uh, the Google broadcast um, on the last month. Brian, I didn't have it in front of me, and that's my irresponsibility. Do we have that date of when that's going to be? That is going to be May... Uh, I got it right here. May 28th actually is when we are going to be having the Google broadcast where we're going to be bringing uh, Ryan and some of our other speakers back on to kind of answer and finalize some of your questions you maybe have from each of the podcasts. So anyways, um, you know, I'm going to start right off with Hanley because Hanley, you released an article this uh, week um, and for the month of April that was for ACT, the Agents Council of Technology. We had Jeff Yates on earlier this uh, in April. And you wrote an article about the connected generation. I got to tell you, um, I'm going to let you go on this, but I don't think you realize how many bells you've rung, let's say, with this article because it's really hit uh, home to you've really separated the young from the old or the tenured or the veterans and just kind of brought it into a different level. Why don't you start by talking a little bit about that? Well, the the idea of the article, and uh, it was was a pleasure – I'm a huge, huge fan of Jeff Yates, and and I've told him this. I consider him a mentor in the industry to a certain extent. And when he asked me to contribute, I really wanted to make sure that I tackled the uh, a topic that I felt was 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 really kind of on the minds of a lot of people. And um, what I did was I, I have a. I think too often we focus when we're talking about marketing in the insurance industry. We focus too much on age demographics. It's uh, baby boomers versus Gen X versus Gen Y versus this, uh, you know, the, the, the new generation that's even younger than Gen Y that's, that's you know, starting to enter uh, the market, maybe not necessarily purchasing yet, but is starting to be affected by insurance ads. And uh, my, the whole premise, uh, there was a lot to it. It was kind of meaty, but the, the whole premise of the article is that Looking at the way we market insurance today, 
we can no longer break up our our ideas based on age. It's a it's a it's an antiquated way of separating the population of insurance consumers. And uh, what I proposed in that article is that we look at it as connected versus unconnected, and that you could be. 65, 55, 45, or 25, and be part of the connected generation or the unconnected generation. What defined the two was that uh, if you're part of the connected generation, you are communicating, building relationships, and ultimately making buying decisions uh, using Web 2.0 technology. So laptop computers, uh, smartphones, um, you're, you're on social media sites, your, you know, the, the different forms of communication versus billboards, cold calls, and newspaper articles. Uh, those would be ways that you would reach the unconnected generation. And what forces a lot of people, besides just an intrinsic interest in, in, in technology, what, what forces a lot of people into the connected generation is being turned off by the interruption-based marketing that we've used for the last 60 years. And in that article, I kind of referenced the fact that, you know, the popular um, AMC show, um, uh, Mad Men, you know, that was interruption marketing. They constantly talk about ways of sticking their ad in front of consumers. And it was so popularized that they have this really successful show. And uh, the difference is, People of the connected generation don't want to be interrupted anymore and that there's a different way of marketing to that population. And as insurance professionals, we – and I'm, I may be running on a little bit here. But as, as, as insurance professionals, we are really, really good at marketing to the unconnected generation. It's what we've done forever. It's our bread and butter. It's asking for referrals. It's cold calling. It's putting on the rubber sole shoes and pounding the streets and, and building a book of business. We are really good – at marketing to the unconnected generation because these people just you know to you know listen to the term they are unconnected to technology the only way for us to get our message in front of them is to interrupt them if we don't interrupt them then we have no way of getting to them so with the unconnected generation interruption marketing still works and to the agencies and, and carriers who who still believe in kind of this old style interruption based marketing you know, they're, they're still seeing results from this dwindling, unconnected generation and then using that as proof that what they're doing is the right thing to do. And what, and what they kind of, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to be too aggressive with this, but they kind of have blinders to the, to the fact that there is this entire population, this connected generation of people who, you know, my uh, father-in-law, who is the owner of our insurance agency has slowly over the course of the last three or four years made his way into the connected generation. Five years ago, if it wasn't in the newspaper, he didn't know what happened. Now he doesn't, he canceled his newspaper subscription. He's 62 years old. Wow. So, you know, I mean, here you go. Here's a guy who your ad in the newspaper five years ago would have gotten your message to. Today, that same ad does not get to him and he's 62 years old. So it's like I, I, the whole premise of the article is we need to adjust our marketing. We don't want to stop. Are what we used to do. We just need to add and adjust based on the fact that there's this new segment of people, and um, you know, it has traction. I mean, it works for us every single day, and it's and it's really the basis of my job. So uh, it's not it's not all theoretical. No, it's definitely not all theoretical. And, and Ryan, I mean, sometimes you and I kind of felt like that we were like the lone uh, wolf out here, the lone the lone person. Um, doing this a couple years ago, and really, I mean, let's be honest. There's there's tons of us now popping up, and yeah. and I think what's awesome about it, and I think you'd agree, is that we're now getting better because we're all learning from each other and yes. different ways that are working. And the one thing I want to say, because there's a lot of people that I've encountered, and Ryan, you've probably encountered the same thing out there. Um, they, they they get on to creating content. They'll start writing some blogs. They're getting on Facebook. They get on Google Plus or LinkedIn. And they're not seeing results after a month or two. And, and you know, I've looked at a lot of the stuff that they do when they call and complain to me about it. And they're doing it right. But, I mean, I think that uh, – help me when I'm trying to say that 
it's just like starting your business when it was brand new. No one just runs in the door. It takes a, it takes a while since we're not doing the interruption marketing, as you're saying, mm-hmm. and we're slowly kind of providing value when they need it, when they feel they need it, and it's slowly attracting them to this. Is that one of the reasons why they still need to mix their traditional with the new so that they don't understand that it's not – you're just not going to make two blogs and they're going to come running in the door? Yeah. You know? So there's there's a couple reasons that you still want to mix. Uh, the first would be that what I believe to be the most potent way of generating revenue from online activities is kind of search based or I, I like to you know long form content marketing is is the term that I use. What do you mean and by long form? So long form is basically creating deeper content. Right there's these really bad advice, uh, there's really bad advice flying around the internet of all you need to do is produce as many 350 word articles as you can and just the number of articles will attract people and attract attention and, and you'll see results and you'll see results fast. And it just, that is absolutely not the way that it works anymore. That is the way that it worked up until February of 2012. And then, uh, Google's update, which I always confuse Penguin or Panda, you know, whichever one came out in February. But when that one came out, essentially that entire strategy for attracting people to your website ended. And there are certain uh, captive agencies out there that uh, are captive carriers out there who were using that strategy that are now, just now, over a year later, struggling to make it back to the first page of Google and you know, in January of 2012, they couldn't be beat. So, uh, these quick fix, you know, I'm going to buy a thousand links. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send out 10 press releases and get tons of backlinks. And all of a sudden I'm going to start getting traffic strategies that so many people used to sell. Those just simply no longer work. Um, what works is, is deep, rich content that tells your story. It has video, it has images, it takes a little longer to create. The advantage is you don't need to produce five of those articles a week, right? So you don't need to produce as many articles because today quality is what counts. And so you want to go a little deeper. That's kind of the long form. Long also speaks to the fact that just like building your book of business, this is not going to be a tomorrow solution, which is where so many agencies fail. And I actually just wrote about this in a blog post on Thursday, I guess. So a couple days ago. And the whole point is this is a grind just like our business. Like insurance agents are perfectly built to be content marketers and to drive business because we work in a grinder's business. Right. Nobody gets rich off a home and auto. Right. You're right. You got to write a thousand of them. And that takes time. And it's just like what we're trying to do with our online strategies is slowly over time, consistently deliver value through our story, through stories about the community, through different resources. You know, that's that's a that's a different discussion. But um, by creating value over time, we attract the right kind of people to our brand. Or you could just spend tons of money on pay-per-click ads and attract, you know, you know, state minimum shoppers and and see your quote numbers go up and feel like you're being successful. Um, that would not be the route that I would go. And, well, and the reason, go ahead, yeah. You know, I, just to finish that thought, but Fine. the reason that we can't completely get rid of unconnected generation marketing is that there's still the unconnected generation is still a large portion of our population, true. right? True. So true. just like. You, you want to embrace the connected generation to, to tap into that market. You don't want to just stop marketing to the unconnected generation because you don't want to lose, you know, that market. So it's, it's this balance. Uh, you know, the truly successful agencies are finding a balance in both worlds. I love the analogy of the grind because that is how it is. I mean, even when you're writing commercial policies, they may pay bigger, bigger commission, but it, it's, they're still harder to get as opposed to an auto home, which is mm-hmm. – but maybe you can get more of it. And uh, also to throw a little joke in there, I mean, golfing is all about grinding. And, and you know, according to the population, that's all us insurance agents do is yeah. grind on the insurance uh, – on the golf course. 
So, so uh, that that dude, that is a great analogy. I mean, you and I talk so much and are such good friends, and I had never really heard you put it like that. So that is great for you to bring that out right now. Um, and uh, I have to admit, I, I have not read that blog yet, so I'm gonna want to do that. And they can anybody out there can probably find that at RyanHanley.com. Um, so I also Brian. I know Brian has been uh, Brian's been doing a lot of things. He's been helping us with grow. He's been helping us with agents influence. To be honest with you, I've gotten so overwhelmed in growing my business and being an agency owner. He's been helping me with some of my social and digital marketing and things I've been doing. He's also been helping a lot, a couple other agents out there, um, and he's been doing a bang up job. And I want to, you know, you've got a different perspective for what you're kind of seeing out there and what you're hearing, Brian. Other than just Ryan and I living in it, you being on the outside and helping. Um, I mean, what what can you kind of throw into the mix of what you're seeing out there with the branding and marketing and relationship enhancing uh, techniques that are being used out there, man? Well, before that, I just want to go back to what Ryan was saying. I again, I thought he made a lot of good points, and um, you know about the grind stuff. And I think in talking with you guys and other agents, the challenge so much is, well, how does this result to profits, or where do sales come from? Um, I envision a lot of this too is, is almost like community involvement. When you get on the one of your local boards or you uh, volunteer your time for an organization or you help coach the little league team, you don't necessarily see a one for one sale right away from that time invested. But in the long term, does it help you uh, create uh, awareness in your community? Does it help you keep clients? Does it help people have a better vision of you and your brand? Uh, yeah, it does all those things. I think if agents look at branding and online marketing in that standpoint, and like Ryan says, from a long-term perspective, um, I think it can be extremely beneficial. The other challenge is creating your content. Uh, Jason, I love the story you tell, and maybe I, I think it's a quick story, but basically when you talked about that agent that reached out to you and said, you know, going to Facebook, oh, I created a Facebook page and I'm you know, I've been doing this stuff for six months and blah, blah, blah. And I hardly have any likes or any people following me. And, uh, you went and looked at his page and basically all he talked about was insurance and sell Get it. a quote. Yeah. Yeah. Selling the whole time, get a quote, uh, stop by our office, blah, 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 blah. And, and this goes back to what Ryan's saying too. It, there's an art to also finding out the proper content to put out there. Um, there's things you can talk about without actually that are insurance related, but aren't specifically trying to sell. Um, you could put out an article with the 10 ways to prevent a house fire, uh, an article on um, the 15 ways to um, properly buy auto insurance. And maybe it's not necessarily promoting your company, but just giving people good advice. And you're saying throughout the article, um, if you're interested, come to us to a quote. If not, here's great information that you can use. And so I think those are two big things that people are missing out on. Um, with this whole strategy as well. And I think Ryan was kind of hitting on them. I just wanted to go back to that a little bit. Absolutely. No, um, and, and you're talking about, uh, talk about real events and bringing that into the insurance game. Uh, I talk about it a lot, but, and I, and I've been successful with it. Uh, you know, there's an earthquake going on. You need to think about do my clients know about whether they have earthquake or not? Maybe that's a blog you want to write about at that time. When people are in that, we've all been told that this is emotional. And we know it is. So if it's emotional, use that emotion to help then bring the message in. You know, I mean, when you're talking about uh, the price of gas going up, there's things that can relate to the fact that now people are driving less. Maybe you could get a bigger discount on your car if you, you know, if you only drove 8,000 miles, but now you're only driving 5,000 because of uh, the difference in price and you've decided to take the subway. These different types of things that are actually affecting people, when you bring insurance in the back door of those, then it's not so, as Ryan said, um, what, what was it that you said, uh, uh, putting it in front of me, um, interruption. You're not interrupting it with me. Now, this is something that's happening in my life, and they may consciously or subconsciously be thinking about it. That's a perfect time to slide insurance in there. And I don't even want to say slide insurance. That even seems a little creepy, but just it's a good time to then say, hey, if you were thinking about this, because obviously we all are, I, I hate to talk about what's going on in Boston. Um, Boston is, is something that uh, is just a tragedy, and, and, and it just it just killed and, and, and galvanized America into once again – you know, being all on the same page. But truthfully, 
there was some there's some terrorism issues that go on there. There's businesses around there right now that as soon as it happened, they thought, holy cow, what if that happened around me and stuff? And I'm not saying to get out there and take advantage of that situation, but these are things that business owners are thinking at that point in time. You know, right. when we have Hurricane Katrina, I think I read that 30% of all the businesses and during Hurricane Katrina went out of business. And like 70% of those 30% went out because they didn't have business interruption insurance. So it's, it's at that time that that person is in that emotional thing to be able to say, because there was people who weren't affected in Katrina, but they were right down the coast thinking, wow, I wonder if I have business interruption insurance or what is business interruption insurance? What a great time for an agent to take advantage of that. And, and once again, I'm not trying to sound mean. I want to say take advantage, but using and harnessing that time when the need is there to provide the value. Let's just yeah. put it that way. So, okay, let me give you ahead, a, a perfect ahead. example of a policy that we sold yesterday. Go right? This is exactly the way that agents should look at creating content because it's one article that I may have done right, right? It's actually not an article. We actually uh, use this as part of our uh, email responder sequence. Um, clients that come into our agency or that download our ebook, or there's a lot of different ways that we get people onto our uh, one of our uh, different email lists that we have through Infusionsoft, but- um, I wanna talk we, about that too. Yeah, Go ahead. so we, Go ahead. Have a, we have a personal lines, uh, newsletter that goes out it's it's we have 12 12 articles pre-built out so no matter when you come in you get these 12 articles in sequence and the second article is about flood insurance and for upstate new yorkers which is where i'm located um albany is actually the capital of new york not new york city and we're two and a half hours due north of there so uh very north and very far away from the coast Yet in the last two years, we have been hit by hurricanes, Hurricane Sandy and Hurricane yeah. Irene. It's the first time it's happened in 80 Crazy. years and happened two years Crazy in a row. Stuff, man. Crazy, Crazy, right? Yeah. And there are t entire towns in upstate New York that have been wiped out because they just – we've never seen water in the lifetime of anyone that's alive today has never seen water. So it's on people's minds. So – uh, I referenced the two. Um, it, the title of it is Seven Actions You Can Take to Prepare for uh, Flooding You Don't Expect. Okay? All right. Makes people click on it. Hey, flooding, you know, hurricanes, we know flooding, boom, boom. You get in. It's seven simple points. Hey, prepare, have a bag prepared with these seven items and make sure you have canned food. And the canned food should make sure that it addresses. Uh, anyone who has an allergy because, you know, you, you stock all this food away and one of the household members can't eat it because it, it doesn't address the allergy. You're in trouble. So Good you know, valuable information, right? Yeah. Seven points. The eighth point is a bonus. Eighth action is, hey, all these things can help prevent slash mitigate flood damage and the resulting, uh, you know, kind of pain and suffering that comes along with a flood. What they won't do is reimburse you. Flood insurance will. Ooh. Boom. Freaking sweet, right? It's genius. Oh. So, Kapow. so we just sold a policy yesterday off someone who had bought home auto umbrella from us, did not buy flood. Um, two months later, they get this article from us, uh, read the article and picked up the phone and said, Hey, I want flood insurance. Sold a policy three, you know, they're not in a flood zone. It was only like 350 bucks or whatever. We didn't make a ton of money, but that is a policy that we may have never sold because Hey, we all want to say that we cross sell, you know, we're all the best cross sellers and that, and all this stuff, which is crap. Yeah. What, you know, the, the truth is, you know, we miss policies and tools like autoresponders and good copy help us fill those gaps that we don't get at the, at the immediate point of sale. So. And you just increase the percentage of you keeping that client as yeah. they say, the more policies you have with them. You know what I mean? So just yeah. another one, doom, 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 another one in the back, bah, bah. you know, one of those. So the thing is, Ryan, let's get back to what you want to do. I want you to give us a, a, I know this is probably long, but I want you to start when the client comes in and they purchase an auto, a home, whichever able you want to go or, or whichever avenue, excuse me, you want to go, which explain to me the process of how it happens at, at the, the Murray Group and this, the way that you, I mean, not so much the selling part of it, but how the process goes of you kicking out the autoresponders and how you're using Infusoft to really generate and track and tell, tell yeah. us how that goes. Okay. So 
the sales process is probably similar to 90% of the, to the agencies that, that are listening to this, you know, just the traditional process of getting people in and, you know, there's different variations of technology and different carriers have adopted different types of technology. And, and that's a completely separate issue that we can talk about. But um, once they are officially a client, uh, we, they, based on the policies they purchased and some other general information, uh, they go into a marketing automation system called Infusionsoft. Think of Infusionsoft at, you know, their competitors are HubSpot, Marketo, um, uh, much, very much toned down would be your simple email system. So like a MailChimp or an AWeber, that's a very toned down version. Um, Infusionsoft is a step up. It's, it's very logical, very smart, and allows you to do a lot of different things, including text message, voicemail, and something else that I'm whiffing on right now. But, uh, oh, send out snail mail. Um, we mostly use it right now for, for snail mail and for emails. And someone goes into a list based on the tags they have. So say they bought auto and home. Well, uh, they now get added to our personal lines newsletter, which um, is called Stacking the Deck. You know, stack the deck in your favor. Catchy, whatever. Um, and they get that right now I have a year's worth. Uh, we, we purchased this in January, and I have a year's worth of articles. So I vary between 29 and 37 days. Um, they get a new email. So it never feels like, you know, the first of every month they get an email. It's like, you know, every once in a while, they're getting an email from us with that has valuable content, and not every email has a call to action. So, some people may say, "Well, geez, you're sending out an email and you're wasting a touch." Well, in my opinion, if you're sell on every email, that doesn't make sense. I on a personal lines account, I'm they're gonna get hit one call to action for personal umbrella, one for flood, and one for life insurance. And I think we also have one about boat insurance. And then that's it for insurance-related calls to action. Out of 12 emails, there's only four calls to action for people to actually do something. Now, inside of there, I may ask people to download one of our eBooks. Right now, we have a homeowner's insurance eBook that I wrote. I, I'm putting a finishing touch on a life insurance one. And by the end of May, I'll have an auto insurance and a business insurance eBook done as well. So what I want people to do is buy is not buy. They're free. I want they want them to do is download those ebooks because now I have in their physical possession another object of value that's branded the Murray Group, and I'm just taking them farther down the path. The way that I think about it is I am a spider with a web, and if someone hits my web at any point, I never want them to be able to get out. You know, I never want them to leave my web because they're getting so much value from so many different places on their terms. So at any time, someone can opt out of our newsletter. But what I still have is their email captured as someone who downloaded our life insurance ebook. So what I can still do is email them occasionally now, maybe once a year, about life insurance. Because yes, they're not getting our Stacking the Deck newsletter, but they did download our life insurance ebook. So I can still email them like I said, very occasionally, we're not trying to harass people. It wanted to be very light touch, but they showed interest in life insurance. So we want to be able to send that life insurance uh, information to them and try to cross sell them on the life insurance. Um, okay. And we do the same thing for commercial lines. And then, uh, you know, we're, we have some other stuff that we're going to be doing. Um, I built a, I'm building, building a video studio in our basement that's going to be like white screen and like black infinity screens. And we're going to do like some, um, some courses like on safety and uh, we have different shows that we do. You know, it's just like, in my opinion, it's create as many veins of content as you can and get people and then allow people almost like a buffet of content to choose which works for them. That's Boom. right. I'm not going to shove my marketing message down your throat because I want you to purchase an umbrella policy to round out your account because that means that my rate goes from 70% renewal rate to a 95% renewal rate because that doesn't mean anything to you. What I want you to do is choose to purchase an umbrella policy because when you make the choice 
that person is even more likely to stay with you because now they're, they feel invested in the process versus Jesus, this agent over here shoved this umbrella policy down my throat. I don't even want it. Uh, you know, and then the next guy that comes down the line is like, Hey, you know, we can increase your, your liability on your homeowner's policy and you don't need that umbrella, you know, and you never know, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that's what anyone should do, but, but you're by forcing yourself upon someone, you're opening up more windows for, for people to sneak in and steal that client for you. Yeah. You know, uh, and the other thing is, man, is there's a lot of people right now saying, oh, you know, Hanley, that email stuff, we do it and it doesn't work. You know, you're only getting 20 to 30 percent open ratios. Well, well, let me tell you what you just said is the truth. There's different people, ways that people want to take in information. So if you've got a pie here and 30% of and you're sending out them all emails and 30% of them are only being open, that's telling you that 30% of your pie, that's the way they want to be communicated to. But maybe try and send them some videos is what you're saying. See how many, you know, you probably get 10, 15, 20% of that pie that that's the way they want it. Maybe they still want it the traditional way. Um, so it's kind of like you were going back before. We can't just always be with the connected generation because there still is the unconnected generation, yeah. which is nothing negative. It's just we're yes. trying to distinguish that. Yeah. Um, so we have to look and say that doesn't mean that people don't want your information because you're only getting a 20 or 30 percent open ratio. That means that you need to come up with different ways. Some people like I mean, I've, I've got people right now that uh, they're they're listening to these podcasts and they're not even on social media. They don't want to get their information through social media, but this then tr- pulls their trigger, you know? Yeah. So so I, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm totally with you there. So that is an awesome process. And I think one of the things that's great about your process is that you're able to track this stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. you know where your dollars are going, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's up. And and I love the fact that you're just constantly hitting them with, with different d- different ways. Yeah. Um, so we've got we've got a lot of the the you know we're we're dealing with um, we got a lot of agents out there who I just want to say I mean how do you see uh, Brian um, you know I really don't know what I'm trying to say and I apologize. Well, for I'm just gonna go I'm ahead step and in real quick here. Yeah, I'm just gonna say to what Ryan was saying. Um, quick story: I had lunch with an agent the other day, and I think this is part of the challenge too. I mean, established agent does great business. Um, here in Des Moines, well-known throughout the state. And, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, online presence and what we're doing within the GROW program and some of these things. And he brought up two things. He said, first of all, he's waiting to kind of see how things play out because the first people to step up and try something new are the ones that usually get hit with all the arrows. And he talks about, you know, agents that first developed, got their first websites developed maybe 10, 15 years ago and spent twenty-five dollars to $50,000. I think some agents still think it costs a lot of money to do some of this stuff. This To do this stuff is extremely inexpensive. I mean, I'm blown away sometimes. You talk about Facebook ads, Jason, how much how much viewership you could get for cents on the dollar is yeah. just unbelievable. Right. Um, but the other part of that too is he says, he has this misconception that we don't want people from online because they're only out to shop yes. and they're not real customers. That is not true. That and is I, the I know, most and that's what I said. I said, and I said, what, what are you doing for marketing right now? He says, well, we do TV ads and radio and stuff like that. I said, you think the people that call from those are really uh, great customers? They're really not looking to shop. They're not just looking for a quote. I said, you could build value and relationship over time. I said, online, you, that is the exact opposite of what you're saying. You're telling me you don't want people that don't know about you, that don't know – uh, like Ryan was just talking about, they have been educated by you. Maybe it's not right away. Maybe it's six months or a year, but they've read five articles that you've done. And maybe they walk in your door one day and say, hey, you saved me $5,000 with one of your articles about my construction business because that's your focus. And I really want to talk to you about my insurance. I mean, you're telling me that customer isn't better than the guy that calls from a radio ad? Um, so I think these are the challenges we're facing with agents is how they view this whole online thing is they're just looking shopping for quotes and stuff. It doesn't have to be that way, and you can find. There's going to be some people that are, but mm-hmm. you're gonna you can you're find right. those good customers that um, that you can educate and build quality uh, with over time. So Ryan, I'm sure you got some thoughts on it too, but I was just going to mention that off what Ryan. No, said that before. is such Brian. That is an amazing point, and I'm going to jump up on my soapbox real quick here. Get on it, say, dude. Get <laughs> on it. This is what drives me crazy about this particular misconception of online stuff, right? And 
And it is not a knock on any agent that feels this way because every single person in my 15 person agency, except for me up until, I don't know, six or seven months ago felt the exact same way. So I get it until you see the results. It's hard to believe. Otherwise it's not a knock, but with every bone in my body, I can't express how wrong this misconception is, especially if you are producing content the proper way. And, and, and it takes visiting a grow program or sitting down with Jason and I, or, or Brian to understand exactly what kind of building out a proper content marketing strategy is. But if you're doing it correctly, you are receiving phone calls from people who are already sold. Here's a story, very quick story. I got a call three months ago from a guy uh, from Yelp. He called up. He said, I want to talk to Ryan Hanley. Picked up the phone. I said, hey, what's up? I, I want you to uh, do my renter's insurance and my auto insurance. I just moved here from Washington, D.C. Uh, for work. I'm working um, since Albany is the capital. We have a lot of uh, state employees and, and people come and go affiliated with the state. So um, I just moved here. I don't know anybody. But I found you guys on Yelp. You had six reviews and none of the other agents in the area had any reviews. And then I visited your website. It looked professional. He goes, whatever you give me, just give me a quote and I'll buy it from you. 45 minutes later, this dude is a client. Boom. Home. Wow. Uh, he had a wife and they were renting. And, and since then, so in that three months, about two weeks ago, he just bought a home in the area. So it was a two car and a renter to start. And now we just coupled... Uh, a homeowner's policy with it and drop the renter's policy. And this dude is professional, making good money. I mean, this is the kind of client that any carrier wants, that any agent wants and, and on Ryan, the personal line side. Right. And this stuff is so expensive. How much did it cost you on all that Yelp? Um, our website costs <laughs> us $175 a year to maintain. How about Yelp, dude? That stuff's expensive. Oh, Yelp is free. Oh, man. Woo! <laughs> Tell you what, that stuff is expensive. And here, here's the thing, too, with the Infusionsoft. Like, I'm explaining this system, and people are like, well, geez, that sounds like a really expensive system, especially considering some of the competition to a system like Infusionsoft that's in our industry. There are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of insurance industry-specific programs that do what Infusionsoft does that charge a lot of money. It costs us $199 a month for Infusionsoft. Man. I'm talking about a robust marketing pl platform that allows you to do things that, that completely automate the system. I mean, you are contacting people in, when you're sleeping. It's amazing. And it costs you $199 a month. I mean, people spend that for one second of one radio ad in their local markets. And we're basically it, talking a homeowner's policy. Yes. One homeowner's policy a month pays for this system. And if you do it right, you're talking, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. The cost of this stuff, just that cost argument is, is not there. So agents that, that were waiting because of cost, like, like Brian mentioned, like the guy that he spoke to, that is another misnomer that, that was the case. It is no longer the case today. The technology and the price, it's gone. I mean, it's its just implementation at this point. Well, and then I also have a thing I always talk about uh, at my uh, presentations called the social sooner. I won't go deep into it, but just picture it being the Wild West. And then no one, there's land that's no one out there. And the first people that, what, that got to that land first are the people who got the best land. They're the ones who named the cities. They named the counties. And they even had some to do with naming the cities and the, and the state as itself. The people who came later didn't get the best land. So it's the same type of, uh, of analogy today for where we are. It's important that you become a social sooner. I say it all the time. Get on your door digital horse and claim your virtual land. Because here's two examples. I'm at an orphan basketball game. By the way, that's our, our high school basketball game, our basketball uh, mascot, which we just won USA Today uh, most uh, unique mascot in the United States. Oh, sorry. Side note. Anyways, I'm sitting at this basketball game, and this guy comes up to me, and he says, hey, he says, you're Jason Cass, aren't you? I said, yeah. He says, you know what? He says, you run those contests and do those promotions on Facebook. I said, yeah. He said, you're not going to believe this. He said, this agent in my town, it's in Carlisle, which is a town that's probably about 12, 13 miles from us. He says, uh, this, this agent's giving away these iPads on Facebook. And he says, uh, and I saw him and uh, he ran an ad in the paper about it. And he said, and you know what, man? I said, what? He said, when I saw that ad, he said, the first person I thought of was JDC Insurance Group. And I thought to myself, wow, here's another agent doing something out there. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it because I did it. 
But what I'm trying to go back is to Brian's point about the fact that the per first person also takes the arrows. I also believe that the first part, there was about six people who climbed Mount Everest, but there was only one that we know of today, and he was the dude who was in front. Okay. I also was at a basketball, and my son plays a lot of basketball. Um, I was at a basketball uh, practice two weeks ago, and we're playing this other team, and the coach comes in. He's from 30 miles away, and he comes in, and um, the, our, our coach of our team starts introducing everybody, and he gets to me, and he says, I think I've seen you before. Are you Jason Cass? And I said, yeah, I am. He says, man, you're the insurance agent always on Facebook. I mean, seriously. I mean, that stuff blows me away, Ryan. Brian, it blows me away. I'm sitting here thinking, like, even though I know it works, it like just re you know emphasizes that it works, and then I hear people like what Brian are saying about you know, well, I don't want to be the first guy out there or all this stuff like that, and it's like, well, you don't understand. I mean, these people calling us just like Ryan just said, these are warm relationships. Basically, you the way you do it by putting it on the television, which once again a well-rounded out platform and marketing strategy includes that. But if that's all you're doing, these people, it's like opening up the phone book and them going through and saying, "Hey, well, you know, I mean, let me find an insurance agent." These people know us, you know, when they're calling us, they they know us. I'm gonna quit when I say this, but an average agency, here's what social and digital marketing will do to you. An average agency, they answer the phone and the Jim calls and says, "Hey, Jim, how's things going?" That's what the agent says to him. Not all the time, but a lot of times in our agency, when Jim calls, we answer and we say, hey, Jim, wow, things are going great for you. Ryan got first place on at the uh, swim meet and Susie got perfect attendance. Tell me how I can be a good father just like that. I'm following Jim. Jim's following me. I know where Jim lives. I know Jim, things that Jim's doing last weekend because we're socializing, not directly, but I'm following him on LinkedIn. He's following me on Facebook or LinkedIn, reading blogs. There's a connection that goes there that's so deep, folks, that you just got to know. So I'll get off my soapbox. Seems we all got on it. Anybody want to say anything under that before we kind of jump into a gonna, different thing? I was just going to, real quick, Jason, I know we might be getting close to the time, and, and I really want to hear Ryan's thoughts on this. Go ahead. I feel like we've talked a little, a lot about this towards personal lines. I feel like a lot of this can work the same way for commercial lines. If a commercial lines agent is listening to this and going, well, this only works for personal lines agent. Good I call. Think that's wrong. I think that's wrong, too. I think... Um, I think if you build a bunch of articles based on construction companies and talk about, um, you know, how, what are the biggest opportunities for construction, the 10 biggest opportunities for construction companies this year, or uh, the, the 10 ways to save on workers' comp insurance, or the 15, you know, when you build out these articles and six months or a year later, you know, you've got somebody's email, you're sending them to them, they start reading them, you meet them a few times, you, you, you add them on Facebook. You see that your sons play soccer together, so you, you send them a message, say, hey, see you at the soccer game today. Not necessarily specifically insurance, but you're building a relationship. You're letting them know that you know what you're talking about, and then you let that conversation develop, just like you would when you join the commerces and stuff like that in your local communities. It's not going to happen right away, but it's going to build over time, and you can show so much more value through these articles and things that you're doing. Um, and, and again, I'm going to let Ryan talk about it cause he is well-versed in this stuff, but I, he does. This I just kind of his cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to touch on it before, if, if we close soon and just say, I want commercial agents to know it's not just personal lines. This can work on the other side too. Oh, absolutely. Brian, great point. Perfectly put. Um, it, it works. See, see, here's the thing, and and I this will be. I, I know we're getting up to the time, and I I don't want to. No, get I have this scheduled for three hours, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's here's the deal. The online presence is whatever we want it to be. That's the beauty of it. Unlike a radio ad, where we have no idea. I mean, yes, radio stations can give you demographics of who's listening, but. Um, it, it's, it's loose, right? It's a very loose demographic. You know, they can give you an idea of who's listening. When you're marketing online, you get to choose who you want to come to your website. And people are saying, that's crazy. How can I choose? By the content that you create, you build a community of people that, that the, based on the content you create, you build the community that you want. We have six niches in our age niches i guess in our agency that that we go after in a commercial lines uh beyond personal one of those is restaurants and i hit restaurants pretty hard because i find that restaurants start all the time and restaurant owners work on a very cash heavy um you know their, their cash is constantly coming out so their expenses are always on their mind it's an and it's an industry where uh despite those two facts they're also extremely loyal. 
So if you can show them value and help them with their business, restaurants will stay with you for a very long time. Uh, people may have had other experiences with them, but in our agency, we found restaurants, you know, if you do a good job for them and have good markets, they stick around. So I, I hit restaurants very hard. We've written since the beginning of the year, one, two, three, three at least, I think four, I would say at least four new restaurant accounts just from people who called in online. Four new accounts. Wow. Now, they're not all huge. Two of them were brand new. So two of them were, one of them I think is closing this month. So that would be four. Uh, one of them was established and two were, were new to the area. But all of them are five, six, seven thousand in, you know, package premium. That's not including workers comp and, you know, business autos and stuff like that. So, you know, nice size restaurants. Um, one was, the one that was established was a multi-location so, you know, they had a location at our town called Saratoga, about 45 minutes north of us, and then one here uh, in the city of Albany. And it, it's these accounts come to you because I write about restaurant insurance on a consistent week in and week out basis. I'm constantly writing articles about restaurant insurance because I want restaurants to come to our website. You know, it's like surprise, surprise. It, it seems like how do I attract restaurants? You write about them. You create videos about them. You give them free resources like if you find a great ebook about online about how to properly uh, take care of your restaurant to, to, to reduce accidents or spills or whatever, or if you see one of those tips courses that they can give uh, you know, on the cheap for their people and you share that with them, they're going to want to do business with you. So it's, that's the beauty of, of, of being online. Um, you know, We've done this forever in the offline world, and for some reason, there is this mental roadblock as to why we can't do it in the online world, and to be honest with you, it's easier in the online world. The things that I do are things that we've always done in the insurance industry. I just do them online. There's no real like trick or secret to what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's, it's very straightforward, simple stuff. I'm just applying the same principles that we've always used in our industry for 100 years, and now I'm applying them to online tools. And it works. And to be honest with you, it, it works better. I mean, we, we get, we're getting new leads. We're getting five right now, five to seven new leads a week uh, to our, to our agency from online. And we're closing probably close to 50% of them. Absolutely. That's fantastic. You've already provided value before they've even called you. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic, Ryan. Um, you know, I'm, we will wrap it up. I would love to go on forever. And I know we we're talking about technology using branding and marketing, and we didn't get a, into uh, a whole lot of specifics, which I really kind of like here because the point of this podcast is just to get the conversation going, run, run, starting up the motor and just really kind of kind of getting it going to create those comments. You've got to understand we created agents influence because it's a natural force used to obtain a specific purpose, which is actually the definition of agent by giving a voice to those who have no voice, which is influence. And we love your comments. A lot of people, and I love you out there if you want to keep doing it, but you keep emailing me, which I absolutely love. But the, the thing about it is the emails I get are so good that I want every agent to see it that reads it. And we're getting hundreds of listens to per podcast. And I just want you to remember, put it on agentsinfluence.com. You can even do it anonymous if you just want to, you know, if you just want to make something up and say uh, Ohio agent or something like that. You, you don't even need to know your name. It's about your voice. It's about letting the world out there know the way you think because you'd be surprised the way that other people are thinking as well. And I'm going to close here with these guys by asking them um, while I'm doing some wrap up, guys. I want you guys to think of one thing that uh, that keep it within a minute. That one thing that uh, an agency out there who's finally said, I've listened to Brian and, and Hanley here, and I am going to start doing something. What's the one thing they could start with, okay? So what, what I want to do is, is I just want us to remind, remember that this is Agents Influence. In the next week, uh, we're going to be, in the next coming weeks, we're going to have the CEO of Cap on, who he's going to be talking about the consumer agency portal, um, which is a very big thing in our industry. 
Um, we're going to be talking with Chris Paradiso from Paradiso Insurance out of Connecticut. This guy is a riot, very good friend of ours, and uh, I can't wait to see him. And then we're also going to be having the podcast, as I talked about, which will be fun, which will be closing it out. And I'm hoping that we can get Ryan on and uh, Chris and uh, and the CEOs, and we've got a couple other special guests that we're going to kick out. So we're really, really looking forward to this month. We want your voices. We want your comments. We greatly appreciate it. So I'm going to start with you, Ryan. What is the first thing that an agent should do or what's just something simple that would make them feel comfortable and easy to, to kind of get going? Keep it in a minute if you can, man. Start collecting email addresses in some way. Even if you're writing them down on post-it notes and sticking them in a drawer, start collecting email. All the other stuff is super easy, but there is no greater way to get a body of people to take one single action than to send them an email. And if you wow. start collecting, you know, if you're doing nothing, if, you're, if you're, you have no online presence, just start asking people for their email addresses. And then down the line, uh, Brian, Jason, and myself will teach you what to do with those uh, email addresses. But start collecting emails. That is, each one of those is like a little piece of gold. And you'd really be surprised a lot of agents would how many they probably already have in their management system. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. really, you know, it should be the next question. It should be your name. What's your phone number? How we can reach you? What's your email address? And oh, Al, by the way, are you on any social media channels? That's a yep. very, very common thing that you should be asking people. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Okay. Would you mind if we asked you if you became a fan of ours? Brian, um, go ahead and uh, you got a, one thing that could really help. I'm going to go a little different angle uh, okay. just because I think Ryan hit it on the head. I, I think that is where you start no matter what. I think that is the one and only thing. If they, if you do nothing else, you have to collect emails. You have to start going that route. Uh, I'm going to do a quick teaser for Chris Paradiso's coming up, uh, just something for people to think about. You have to think beyond what this social media and creating an online presence for do, can do for you because Chris is so good at this. And he actually promotes local business through his social media. If they're having a sale, if they're doing something – so that's going beyond just getting sales. That's helping his local customers. And he says, you know, our job as an agent isn't just to sell insurance. It's to, it's to actually be an outsourced arm for your customers. Um, so he does stuff like that. And it just sounds like his customers just love him for it. And then he creates marketing videos for them. A simple little program called Animoto, which maybe we'll talk about in the Grow program someday. Uh, but he creates actual marketing videos for them and then his customers' customers. And, you know, this is why Chris has close to or at 100% retention. So I just want to give a quick teaser on that. I think, you know, social media and online presence can do so much more than just, just getting sales. It can do um, so much for agents out there. And last, uh, you mentioned it briefly. I, uh, I know we're doing stuff through the Grow, but also myself taking on a few agents to help develop their online presence and social media and things of that nature. Uh, so email me at uh, brian at Agents Influence or brian at growprogram.com, uh, and I'll uh, be happy to get back in touch with you if it's something you're interested in. All right. Well, well, Hanley, you won because you stayed within a minute. Brian went over. He never <laughs> listens to what we try to tell him to do. Uh, he's always so radical. That's the reason why he's good at what he does. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, uh, Hanley, I appreciate your time. I know it's almost dinner time out there. He's got a he's got a Wheaton dog. That gosh, guys, if you knew about this guy, he just loves his dog. It's all, <laughs> and so uh, he's got to get that with that. Ryan is Mister on schedule, so I don't want to take his dinner time. Ryan, I appreciate your time out out there man i see you a lot um you know you and i communicate a lot i think you need to take down that iowa hawkeyes uh thing that's back there it's really bothering <laughs> me uh so anyways hey everybody out there once again this is the agents influence podcast the very first one for may this whole month we're going to be talking about technology by using social media digital marketing any type of technology in your office that's going to help you brand market or build relationships with your consumers and also sometimes with your employees you'll be surprised at some of the stuff we have coming up so once again visit us at agentsinfluence.com be sure to put in your comments and uh, until then see you next time thanks guys Thanks.